to your soul with your turquoise angel guide, Catherine M. Lau, and her variety of guests on the Celestial Series, formerly Spiritual Destination. As an author and speaker about mental illness, Catherine has first-hand experience with mental and physical interactions and how spirituality plays a part in overcoming struggles. She utilizes her skills as a psychic medium and spiritual advisor to guide others to feel invigorated and empowered to go forward in their own struggles. Listen to inspirational conversations relating to sometimes difficult emotional journeys towards self-awareness and spirituality. These journeys brought positive effects toward her guests' mental and physical health and will inspire you to take action and create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. You will get the feeling of knowing these people during these relaxing conversations and want to follow them. Now, here is your host, Catherine M. Lau. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of The Celestial Spoon, and thank you for taking the time from your busy day to spend with us and learn more about my guests. I hope you are feeling well today and are accomplishing a lot with spring cleaning and the change of the weather and seasons. You can find my free report, Seven Ways You Receive Spiritual Messages, on my website, www.katherinemlab.com. If you're interested in a psychic reading or coaching with me, you can sign up through my website. We ask our spirit guides, loved ones, and angels to be present during our time together and to guide us through a wonderful conversation and help us share our visions with the world. I am thrilled today to be interviewing Marissa Muller, from the Alternative Therapist Partnership. Marissa Muller, PhD, is a psychotherapist living and working in the Hudson Valley in New York. Marissa is a wife, mother to a 17-year-old girl, a Girl Scout leader, and the event coordinator of volunteer position with Barrett Art Center located in Poughkeepsie, New York. I'm really excited to introduce you to Marissa and look forward to learning more on how she helps others. And it's a wonderful day outside. I just want to share with everybody that it is um, finally a nice season. So um, I hope you're all enjoying the weather. Hello, Marissa. How are you today? It's great to be speaking with you. Hi, Catherine. It's wonderful to be speaking with you as well. Yes, thank you for being with us. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Is there anything interesting happening with you? Is the weather the same up there in Poughkeepsie area? Yes, finally the weather is beautiful. We've had a very long, cold winter, so this is lovely now what's happening. Yes, and I'm on Long Island, just so everybody knows. So is there anything else going on that's interesting? Actually, I uh, just started to uh, begin to write a book. Okay. A type of, um, I guess, a help book for people that uh, are looking to heal. Okay. So that's where we are right now. Well, as you know, I'm a psychotherapist. I'm a psychotherapist, so I work with people. Um, who are trying to heal. Um, I did work in traditional therapy, but now the last, oh, quite a few years now, I've been dealing with a lot of alternative modalities. Uh-huh. I, uh, I find that that seems to work well with a lot of people. I think that uh, through the years I noticed that most of the people, even though they would go through the different modalities, it, it wasn't really sparking their soul, if you will. Um, yes. They may have gotten better, but it was temporary. There was always something missing. So I knew that there had to be more. Uh, yes. So I started to do a lot more studying, a lot more research, and I discovered that we really need to incorporate the whole being when we're healing. Uh, right. Mostly, as you know, one has to heal themselves. But when you're and coming I'm, to it, I'm still in the process myself. And when you're coming to a practitioner, they're assisting you in, I guess, obtaining the tools 
that that you need to heal. Uh, I work yes. with a lot of different modalities. Um, I find that art, any type of art, whether it's the creative arts or the expressive arts, they seem to work well with people. Um, they're they're finding uh, that they can relax, they can unwind, and they can begin the healing process through any type of art that they prefer. And I can add to that as a, a personal reference on it because I am a very creative person. I love making projects and gifts for people out of anything. My most recent thing is um, pine cones that are still on the branches because we oh. have a large branch come off of our pine tree. So uh, that's my project now. And getting into it is relaxing for me. And yes, the other thing I've been doing, I love jigsaw puzzles, but because oh. my house is still in... Um, too much clutter, I found a jigsaw puzzle app on my phone, and I have been playing it all day long when I'm not doing any of my work or sorting through stuff, and it's like, wow. It's just such a great release and a distraction for me. So I want to get more into that later, but for right now, I would like to do the card reading, and then we'll pick up our conversation again, okay? Sure, go right ahead. Okay. So this card that I pulled is from the Archangel Oracle card deck, and it's Prosperity. And what it is is an angel with beautiful golden wings going up her shoulders, over her head, rounding around and back out, and it looks to me like in the shape of a heart. So, of course... Everything that you do is coming from your heart and helping other people. And then she's wearing a light green dress, which to me is healing, because to me the green represents Archangel Raphael. Then there's a cornucopia with, it's not money, maybe golden chips or something like that flowing out of it, but just kind of dripping. And I feel like what you're doing is offering this drip, let's say, to your clients and everybody that you know. And as you just shared with us, that you're giving the tools to everybody and they make their own prosperity. So I feel that yourself, that you have something dripping to you in the respect of you may be learning another modality to add to your toolbox that you share. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it Okay. Does. What would that be? Well, currently I'm actually trying to see if um, ongoing classes would help people. I find that um, coming one-on-one, -on -one, and it's wonderful one-on-one, but uh -huh. it's a little bit it's a little bit strict. Um, sometimes people don't want to talk. Well, actually, I, besides the basic needs of people, food, clothing, shelter, people want a few things. They, they, they want to feel respected. Um, they certainly don't want to be judged. They want to have some sort of relative or community resources. And most importantly, they want to be heard. And yep. I think when you do a group, and whatever the project may be, always in a more casual setting, I find that in the group they begin to chat. They, sometimes they talk out loud, why did I do this, ooh, this is interesting, and you start to learn more about the people. I find that the group setting where it's not traditional group therapy but a more enjoyable, relaxed project, they seem to not only relax um, and unwind, but they also seem to talk to one another. They seem to start to realize that they're, they're not alone in things that are happening to them, um, they begin to realize that, uh, that, they, um, that they have a right to feel the way they feel, and, yep. uh, they, and, and so they start to chat more openly, and I'm finding that that's the direction I'm going in, more with group, group environments. We actually do uh, a class on soul collage, which is it's just abs I personally love it. I'm a doer, and so when I sit down to do the collaging, that relaxes me. 
It gives me time yep. to meditate. I love it. Um, so I find that a lot of people like to do the soul collage, and they don't necessarily have to get involved in the in the heaviness of the reason why they're coming. They can just do the art at first. And uh, I, that's really the direction I'm going in. So, yes, the card was spot on. Wow. That's wonderful. I want to add, um, if you don't mind me um, <laughs> borrowing that term, soul collage, because I teach a vision board class. Oh, and you I do? And I would love school at that. Well, soul collage was uh, it's not my term. Soul Collage okay. was actually created, it was created by a therapist named Cena Frost. She actually passed on two years ago, but she's the creator of that entire system. And it is a system. It's a, I like to think of it as a visual journal of one's life. Um, but right. she actually is the person who created it. I just uh, became certified as a facilitator quite a number of years ago to be able to offer that to people as a, as a type of tool. Okay. That sounds wonderful. But um, vision, vision boards, we've been, we've actually, I actually do a class of vision boards. Uh, in fact, this evening we're having, we call it vision board slash vision book because some people, they are ready to go. They, they want to create the book. They want to make it almost like a coffee table book because they want it in front of them. They want to work on it. Um, others, it's a little too daunting, so they just want the one sheet to do a vision board on one topic, right. which is fine. You know? And again, it's because they chat and they decide for themselves and they work on it how, as much as they want or as little as they want. Um, I'm trying to create more of a, of a relaxed environment. Right, exactly. Well, you do the same thing. You do the same thing if you're offering vision boards. Yes. Exactly. I offer the same thing. And um, the book terminology that I use is a creation journal. Oh, lovely. Same, so it's the same idea. And it's just, I love it. In fact, it's time for me to create a new vision board for myself. Right. Isn't it wonderful? It is. Um, I share often with people that, in 2016, I believe, it was um, September, I created a board, and on the bottom of it, I put, I wanted to travel to the Caribbean and to Hawaii. Oh, well, it, it happened so fast, it was like a miracle, because I was out of town at a, um, a conference, and my husband tells me on the phone, he says, well, um, we were invited to my cousin's wedding, and I know who he was talking about. She lives in California, and she wants him to be her best man. He says, okay. He's saying, okay, oh, this is great. So she lives by um, Lake Tahoe. I could go skiing. It's going to be oh. in the winter. No, it ended up being like only a month away, and it was in Hawaii. Oh, Wow. And it was like, oh, my God, he got all the great r rates for travel and the hotel and everything, and it was like I created it overnight. Yes. yes. And, I mean, I, as you know, often people feel that uh, alternative healing methods, some refer to that as quackery, but you know that that's not necessarily the case. It doesn't take the place of traditional healing methods, but it certainly assists it complements yes. those uh, healing methods. And, uh, and yes, absolutely. I, uh, years ago when I was in school, I remember a professor said, listen, if you use this technique and the person believes it, and it works wonderful. If you use this technique, the person does not believe in it, but it works just the same, that's wonderful as well. So if that's the technique that a person wants to use to manifest all the positiveness in their life, that's wonderful that you have right. to provide them with the, with the tools that they want to use, that they feel comfortable with. You, unfortunately, in a lot of traditional therapies, they're pushed into following the path that's out there traditionally, and that may not work for somebody. It may work for one, it may not work for the other. So to offer a number of different types of tools, I feel, is the best way to help people heal. Yes. And I've learned that myself because, like I said, I'm, I'm still um, a work in progress. I've come a long way since 2014 when I had my suicide attempt. 
and I've accomplished so much since then. I'll just share a little um, of our conversation before we started um, mm -hmm. our talk, how you were telling me how wonderful I'm so technical and understand things, mm -hmm. and it's because I feel guided to do it, and I make the time that, okay, I know this is what's going to help me, so I'm going to do that. But someone like you that you really don't have the need to do it, you're not going to investigate it. So it's the same idea. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it, it may not be related to healing. You can put that thought into everything you do in your life. Right. Uh -huh. Exactly. Well, you know that it, it comes from within. Right. You know firsthand that you have to work on it. I mean, I know that um, when we work with clients, it is a team approach, but ultimately the, the wellness comes from within. And so we're yes. assisting individuals to, to realize, first of all, how wonderful they are and how unique they are and that the, the tools that they already have, coupled with the new tools that they'll learn, that will help them, help them grow, help them stretch, help them become whole. Right, exactly. And um, you told me that you work with Reiki also. Yes, and I do. I don't currently have the, the desire to learn how to do Reiki, mm -hmm. but maybe you can share with the audience um, exactly what Reiki is for anybody that doesn't know. Well, Reiki actually initially is an Eastern type of system that's used to channel the positive energy in the universe. So the, the practitioner is just the, the conduit to bring that energy to a client. Um, there are certain hand positions that you can use to facilitate that, but it's a type of um, relaxation technique for clients that uh, the practitioner assists them with. Um, I, I actually personally had gone for Reiki before I ever even decided to, to get certified in it. It was wonderful. It, it, was, it was relaxing. It was healing. It was meditative. Um, it, was, it was peaceful, but it was also transcendent. Uh, I felt that it was wonderful, and then after a while I decided to study it myself. Now I offer it at my practice, which we, incidentally I do have other people that work here. They have a number of different modalities that they work in, but we do, myself and, and another woman, we do offer Reiki as a type of uh, relaxation, mindfulness technique that can go along with whatever the person is trying to heal from. Okay. Have you ever had Reiki yourself? Have I you was had just going to say, yes. Um, many years ago, when I first started my journey of um, looking into spirituality and the energy healing and everything, my mother brought me to um, a group where a woman was uh, teaching us Reiki and doing um, Reiki healing with us. And it was amazing how I was able to visualize things as she was working on me, and it was beautiful. And then recently, I was out of town at a conference, and I didn't know why I was feeling this way. All of a sudden, my stomach felt like it was very bloated, and I was getting nauseous and shaky. And the woman next to me, she said, that's okay, you're getting that from me. She says, I'm a healer, and because of everybody in the room having so much energy and excitement, she says, mm -hmm. you absorbed all of that, and then my healing modality started automatically working on you. We oh, were going to wow. shift... Um, share. I was going to work with her and do a reading. She was going to do a little reading on me. And I just couldn't do it because I was in such bad shape. So I went to the bathroom. I put water on my face, tried calming down. I said, no, I'm just going to go in the room where everybody is, relax. And one of my friends that was at the convention, she's a healer. And I told her what happened. And she said to me, 
some Reiki on you. And I said, oh, please. Well, within five minutes, I was feeling better. And it is such a testimonial to how well it helps. Are you still there? Yes, I'm here. I don't know. Something was happening with my phone. I'm sorry. Yes. So it's such, such a testimonial with how fast it can work and help. And I felt so relaxed. And I went forward with my day as, oh, this is wonderful. I can, I can start mingling with everybody again. So it, it was a great healing for me. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yes, I mean, it's, the, it's that strong, positive, the free-flowing energy that uh, actually it, uh, it just flows through a practitioner, really, because it's, it's um, as I said earlier, it's an Eastern system actually originating in Japan that uh, is based on the concept that the life force energy flows through all of us, everything, everything on the planet, all of us. Um, it's almost like an ebb and flow of energy. And so naturally that wonderful positive uh flowing energy o- always makes someone feel better. It's I I find it wonderful. In fact, I like to get it myself as often as possible. Yes. I don't leave the house that much. So oh. <laughs> but when I do, I would love to start going more often and getting some sessions myself. Mm-hmm. Um I I was working with a woman in 2010 locally, and we were in her house, and she was teaching us just basics of healing and readings and everything. And I was amazed that I was able to share my energy with somebody else just by putting my hand over their hand. Yeah. the, the electric feeling that I felt. It was just so amazing. And I, like I said, I haven't looked into learning Reiki myself, but I know that we are all capable of healing each other that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, of course, ultimately, we also heal ourselves. So right. not only that the practitioner is 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 providing, they're the channel, or as I said earlier, the conduit, but we're also learning how to heal ourselves, which right. is very important because we, have to, we, we should take responsibility for healing ourselves. Right. That's why and I find I that the art works so well, the art, the art uh, any type of art with healing because um, it's, uh, art, art is visceral. It, it, people react to it differently depending on... on what their belief system is and, and how they're feeling at the time. So I, I find that that also um, works well because it's a, it's a type of healing and they don't really know that it's even happening while they're working with the art. Okay. So I want to ask, um, I'm just trying to formulate my question basically mm-hmm. because so I know, like I said, it relaxes me when I'm working mm-hmm. on everything. Do do we actually meditate at that point, and is that what's happening? Well, I mean, I do believe that the energy passes through because we are all made up of energy. The planet is energy. Um, through quantum physics, we now know that uh, that nothing is really stagnant, that everything ebbs and flows that we give and take. Uh, I think that that definitely happens. I think that it creates a type of uh, stress-free feeling when you're having Reiki or, or, as I said earlier, even doing the art. It becomes meditative sometimes uh, in a way that uh, you're, you're concentrating. You're, you're concentrating so much on what you're doing that everything else seems to melt away. So in effect, in effect, it is also a type of uh, medita- meditative state or mindfulness of the moment. So that okay. is true. Okay. Um, because I, I have to think about it now, what kind of thoughts I get when I am working on my stuff. It, it, mm-hmm. You know, it just came to me as, hmm, okay. So um, I'm thinking about what I'm doing, but what kind of thoughts are coming through? Am I getting my great ideas at that time? Mm-hmm. You know? So, right, well, I, I, I think that that's true. Um, sometimes we, like the work, it flows freely through us. 
Uh, uh-huh. Sometimes we're deeply concentrating, but uh, other times it, it's almost meditative. Um, and, you, you know, you have a stream of consciousness uh, going on that may have nothing to do with the art. Right, right. Okay. Um, I just had a thought because I was speaking to somebody that she um, she wants to work with me to uh, have me write another book about my journey um, since I've been on my healing journey, what I've accomplished in my business and doing my podcast and everything else. And I feel like right now I have writer's block. So just as we were talking about that, I think what I can do is set the intention when I start doing my creative stuff to let the thoughts start flowing so I can start my writing again. That's wonderful. That's a wonderful way to start. Yes. So thank you for the conversation to help me realize that. Oh, no problem at all. Yes. And I'm going to take your advice to... and do. I'm going to take your advice and do the same thing for my book oh. because of yes, course I yes. have. To... Well, it's a wonderful I idea. Set the intention. Yes, yes. I never thought of that. So I'm writing it down for myself so I remember it. <laughs> hmm. um, I want to get back to your book because um, you started talking about what you do and everything. Is that what your book is going to be about, how you help others, or what will you book No, no, no. The book is going to be how individuals can heal themselves. That's really what it's going to be about. It's going to be how individuals can become whole uh, through techniques that they personally can use. It doesn't okay. have anything to do with with me or the or going to any type of therapy, whether it's traditional or, or alternative. It has to do with the individual, how they, first of all, view themselves, and how uh, the way in which they view themselves will then uh, assist in healing. That makes so a big a, difference. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because before my... I'm calling it now the dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. Before then, I looked at everything negative. Mm-hmm. But once I was in the hospital, because I was hospitalized a couple times before, but only for suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. and I knew it was going to get better, mm-hmm. and God put it in my mind that now going forward, everything is going to be on the, um, the uprise and looking up. So... From that point on, I changed my thinking, and I'm only attracting the good now. So mm-hmm. it really now, does make a big difference. I have a question. Why is it that you felt that that was the, the solution to your situation? Um, because in 2012, I had most of my colon removed. Mm-hmm. So I call it my disposal system because between that and my bladder, I was living in the bathroom mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. much that my husband made a shelf in the bathroom that lifts up that I could put books on and read while I'm in there. And mm-hmm. sometimes he would have to bring my food in there because as soon as I ate, it was right out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was tired of living in the bathroom mm-hmm. and not really having a life. And then this one particular week was um, I did a lot of physical help for my three adult children that Mm -hmm. I really shouldn't have been doing. And then the final thing was I had two puppies of one of my daughters, and my husband moved my barricades, and I had a big fight with him. Mm -hmm. And it was like he says, that's it over, done, we're finished, I can't take it anymore, mm-hmm. and I took the pills. I said, that's it. The same words came out of my mouth, and the, mm-hmm. I took the pills, got some down, and then got other pills, and he had to hold me down for like an hour. And he kept t- saying to me, but you know this is wrong. You believe in God, and you, you should know this is wrong. But it wasn't me. It's like the devil took over. And as much as I knew, I just couldn't control it. And the more he held me down, the more I'm thinking, how am I going to get away? I saw a knife on the counter. Can I 
be strong enough to stab myself with it. And then finally, after an hour, I said to him, but when you go to the bathroom, I'm going to take the pills again. And he called 911, and as mad as I knew, um, as mad as I was, I knew it was going to get better. Mm-hmm. And three days earlier, I said to God and my angels, please help me start feeling better. Mm-hmm. And that was, so it was a crisis day. moment. Yes, it was a crisis it, moment. It was a crisis moment. And God answered my prayer that way because he wanted me to share my story. Yes, well, he clearly that's he, the message. Yes. Right, that's and, the message. And evidently that's the message that you need to tell. Yes. And I've been telling it in all kinds of collaborative books, but that's why this woman wants me to write another book to let people know how much in just mm-hmm. a few years I have actually accomplished. Right. Mm-hmm. And working with alternative healers like you and and um, positive thinking and everything, it all makes a difference. And oh, absolutely. that's the reason I do this podcast is to let people know that there's so many of us out there being supportive of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. that you're not alone. That's that's. That's important, you, and you need to yes. get and you need to get out. If you're if if you're an individual listening and you are feeling stress and you're all alone, you need to get out. You need to uh, find things to do and people to do those things with. Uh, join a yes. group, and uh, you will realize that you are not alone, and that you do have other people that are there that are caring and that want to know about you and know about your life and, and, and they want to become a part of your life. And so that, that's the most important thing. Don't ever isolate yourself. You have to get out. And, and if you have a message, if you've had a crisis yeah. moment like you have, Catherine, then that's, that's the job. That's the job and the responsibility that you now have. You have to tell the people your story. You never know right. who you're going to touch by telling your story. That's right, exactly. And um, I do go out, you know, more than I, I sound like I do, but um, mm-hmm. I'm a member of the Women's Prosperity Network, which is growing oh, throughout the world now. And when I talk to these people and when I first met them, they said, oh, my God, you got such a story. Yes, share mm-hmm. it. They're so supportive of me, and they've also helped me on my journey. And they're not all healers. Most of them are coaches and, you know, Mm -hmm. business-wise and everything. But exactly like you said, just getting out was such a big help to me because I was so confined to my house and my bathroom, I didn't have a life. Now, I think because... I'm meeting more people and doing more things is why I am still still healing but able to go out and do it. Mm-hmm. That's and wonderful. That, it's such a wonderful feeling knowing that you can go out and, and do things and instead of saying, poor me, you're saying, oh, I'm happy, I'm, I'm so much better off and there is no more poor me, there's happy me. Right, and, and look at all the lives that you touch. Exactly, exactly. And my podcast is heard throughout the world, and the one viewership is amongst uh, 7 million people, and I have 47% of that viewership. Now that's wonderful. So we, we, in working together with you, Marissa, and all of my other guests, we are helping everyone through the world this way. Yes, and, and you know what? That's why we're here. We're supposed to help each other. That's mm-hmm. one of the most important reasons that we are here. Right. And, you know, I also recognize that I've had to go through all of the negative to be able to relate with people so that if someone says, oh, this is what's happening in my life, I could say, you know what? I've gone through it. You're going to get through it just like, like I've gotten through it. And then I can help them, as you said. You, you have your modalities. I have other modalities. And we refer people to each other so that they know that, okay, you don't have to go to just one person. And 
Marissa, thank you for being you as one of the providers of helping people feel better. Oh, thank you, and thank you for being you. We're, um, we'll be patiently waiting for that book. Yes, and yours too, because I feel oh, that you. yours is going to be very strong. Um, do you have a timeline that you're working with, or you're just going to dive into it and take one step at a time? Well, I think... I mean, I would love to say that I'd be finished within the year, but I know that I have to dive in and start and see where that takes me. Okay. So when you are getting ready to release it, please let me know. Maybe you can come back and talk about it. And oh, either lovely. way, we will, yeah, we'll, we'll share it with the listeners so that they, they know that it's available. And, um, you know, we'll do, do another interview to... Um, let everybody know, you know, there, there's oh, more lovely. that you can learn. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. You're welcome, for sure. So tell me about where you volunteer at the Bar- Barrett Art Center. Yes. What well, do you do with the people there? Well, because I found that art works so well um, and that I personally uh, enjoy art and was able to relax, uh, meditate with art, um, and to uh, have fun with it. I wanted to give back to art, so I actually volunteer one day a week at Barrett Art Center. We are more than just a, a gallery. Even though we are a gallery and we do international shows, we also um, do outreach with the community, and uh, we're part of the Dutchess County Arts Association, uh, so we have a lot of exhibits and we have a lot of events that go on, a lot of classes, and I'm there weekly uh, trying to help them out with whatever they need. Um, of course, the artists, the, to me, that's invaluable. What I've learned from the artists that, that are all wonderful in their own right, um, that's, that's uh, something that I would have never expected all that I've learned there. So I try to... Um, to help them as much as I can. In fact, this weekend we have a wonderful um, show. It's an annual show called Funhouse. It's a uh, surrealist, uh, bizarre uh, show where work comes from all over the world. And uh, I'll be there helping this weekend for their opening. Oh, that's wonderful. And what time and maybe the people that live in that area may be able to go and visit? The opening is 3 to 6. And uh, okay. it's, it's running for um, about five to six weeks, the show. And okay. we also have, we'll, be having, we'll be having artists talk as well. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. Oh, that's, where, now, you know, that's, that's invaluable when you hear their whole artistic process, um, what they do, how they come to do the work that they do. That's really always interesting. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. Now, what about the people that you are teaching them and helping them? Do they get their projects displayed anyplace? Actually, yes, we do. Well, with Soul Collage, we do an event where they can show their work if they like. There's no pressure. Um, we also, depending on what type of work they, they do as far as the medium that they work in, we actually, whether it's collage or it's painting, we actually do have a lot of, because we live in the Hudson Valley, there's a lot of places to display your art. People are very kind to let you put them in banks and um, other types of um, lending institutions or uh, union uh, offices. And I mean, they're, they're very um, eager to have people show their work. So you don't have to be a professional artist um, if you're coming and you're doing the artwork and a lot of the classes and you want to show your work, you can. Even libraries, even libraries have been wonderful in our area. That's wonderful. So um, I would think that that's something for people all over the world to look into that because now you're giving me ideas about, oh, maybe I could display some of my stuff someplace. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, why not? Of course. I'm going to look into that. Thank you. That is wonderful. Oh, no problem. And I hope that anybody that's listening that's in your area um, get a chance to come and visit and see the, both the, the gallery um, presentations and also some of the art that you're 
I guess we'll call them students, have learned and done. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank yes. you. That would be great. I really wish that I lived in that area now because yeah. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> well, I'm sure where you are, they have a lot of artist associations, I'm sure. And, of course, you can always, I mean, if you're an artist in your own right, you can go on cafe and you can find anything that's open. They call for artists all the time. What is cafe? Cafe, it's, on, it's online. That's where it's actually called, call, call for artists. It's work that um, they'll tell you where somebody is looking for art, whether it's a gallery, it's an event, they'll, it'll be listed there and it tells you exactly what type of art they're looking for and the size and dimension and how many you can submit. Most often it's for a fee that you can submit, but yes, there's, that's out there too. But I'm sure there's other areas because you, I think you said that you live on Long Island. I'm sure there are um, a lot of artist associations out there. Yeah, I know out in the Hamptons there are. I'm right in the center of Long Island, but I, mm -hmm. I'm going to look into it. Thank you. Oh, no problem. That's wonderful. So um, you mentioned in um, what you wrote to me earlier before our conversation about if you're a dancer, you choose to do what is Zen doodling. Oh, Zen doodling, it's, a, it's just a type of, um, of doodling, of scribbling. It's actually very meditative because it, um, it's almost, I know people work in different, it initially was in black and white. The, uh, the pens are black, but other people do them in color. They use color pencils, color markers. But you, it's a, almost making a mandala, but through doodling. And there's no right or wrong. You just do whatever you want to do on the paper. And uh, a lot of people like it because it is very relaxing. And uh, it almost becomes a small meditation for them while they're doing this project. But that's, I love that. That's, you know, and, some, and a lot of times, me personally, I have a lot of clients that are in the arts and, and they don't necessarily want to do what they do for a living. So they want to try mm -hmm. something else. So they, they want to do a different type of project, and that's fine. And so they can, they can come and do that. Okay. I love that idea. Yeah. I, I never heard of it. And I like that. Yeah. Very good. I'm going to um, look into it. I wonder if that might be something to um, start out one of my vision board classes with. Oh, that would be, yeah, that they could do a little doodle, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, just like to help them relax through it while maybe while I'm doing the meditation or something. You really have me thinking. Or before, or before, uh, possibly before the meditation, they can uh -huh. do a little doodling. It, what yeah. it is is that it 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 uh, almost breaks the ice because there is no right or wrong. It's whatever you feel like doing. Some people do feel intimidated, so sometimes you can actually do them on a small little square paper. Other people, they want to do a larger paper, um, but that's up to the individual. Okay. Thank you. Wow. You, you really, <laughs> I guess I'm in a creative day today because you're really sparking a lot of ideas for me. Thank oh, you. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. And you see, that's it. You know, just people listening, I hope that their, their minds Start getting creative as I talk to you and other people and everything, and um, I'm feeling really excited now. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> so um, let's just talk a little bit about how you would help me with my personal journey. What steps do you think would be the best um, well, for me to look into next? Well the, f well, the first thing when, if someone was coming to me, the first thing is that um, I want the individual to see what their value is. So okay. that, often, that often is problematic for a lot of people because of old tapes that they run in their head, things that they've heard, always through no fault of their own because it's always what's been... Uh, imposed upon them, infringed upon their being. So that's the first thing, to see that they have value. And whatever that value is, if you're a person who wants to do art all day long, that's, that's wonderful. I mean, I understand we do have to 
provide for ourselves. But whatever path you want to go down and you want to explore, that should be um, applauded because that's what you want to do. Um, you have to begin to build up some sort of uh, self-esteem and uh, understand that you matter. And then uh-huh. from there, what's your, what's your, what is your purpose? What's, what's your soul's purpose in life? Uh, clearly, as you can tell from personal, um, from, from personal situation here, that this is what, what it is for you. This, you had a crisis moment, and this is it. You now, that's your mission, is to tell people what occurred and how now your life has completely changed. And, right. that, and that's, impo- that's very important. That's um, sometimes, yes, we, we have to worry about ourselves, but because we're on the planet, we also have to worry about other people. And oftentimes we don't understand that, you know, we, we do have some responsibility to other human beings. Um, so that by you telling your story, for example, all these people that need to hear that story, they will hear it. And that's, uh-huh. what, that's what your mission is. That's what their mission is, is that they need to hear it because then that sparks their mission in life, their, their continuation of their mission. Okay, right. That As I sense. said earlier, I mean, that's, these are like most important thing is that people want to be heard, and they want to be heard about their life and, and, uh, and how it is important in whatever yes. it is. There should be no judgment. It just uh-huh. should be that they should be heard and, and, and respected while they're telling their story. So right. I, I think that, I mean, you personally, you've already gone through the crisis moment, and now you're out there to help others. Right. So that does, like I said, um, you know, being amongst other people and everything has helped me. Mm-hmm. But I'm still struggling with my um, disposal system. Mm-hmm. So what would you recommend would be a, um, a good avenue for me to look into to, to, because everything so far has not totally ridded of what my situation is? Right. Um, well, first of all, I'm sure that you've gone through traditional channels. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. And I'm sure that they've discussed various ways to, I guess, begin the healing process in that more traditional way. Um, right, medication. Think, right, well, medication. But, uh, but I'm thinking that besides medication, I mean, the first thing is to come to terms with it, that that's okay. If, I, if you can't go out every day, you can't go out every day. There's no, there's no rule that says you have to. If you only can do what you can do on the days that you can, then that's fine too. Then that's what you're contributing. Um, often we put a lot of limits on ourselves. We also yes. compare ourselves to others. Oh, well, that person is out five days a week. I can only get out two. But that's evidently what our mission is in life, is that those two days that, that, that you're out, maybe that's what, what are the days that are important. Um, we have to not put the limitations on ourselves, not put the uh, judgments on ourselves, which we know we all, all do. I'm um, still doing that, yes, because I, um, about once every two weeks, I'll cry with my husband and say, but I don't understand, You're, because he's going to be 73, I just turned 60 on Sunday, mm-hmm. and it's like you're, you're so much older and you, you're tired, yeah, he takes naps, but he's always go, 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 and then I look at me and I say, but I can't go and I can't do it, and I feel guilty about it. Well, first, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Second, well, it's the guilt. There should be no guilt. Um, Sometimes it's easier said than done, but as I said, maybe your days, you can't get out five days a week, but two days a week, maybe that's what's the most important thing because those two days a week are the days that you're – touching other people's lives. There doesn't have to be a set time frame. Um, of course, I'm, 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 not, um, I'm not too adept with herbalism. I'm not sure if there's anything there that can assist you in addition to traditional medicine. Um, 
Uh, I, I'm not certain. I know a number of herbalists, and I'm sure that they would rattle off things if they were in the conversation here. I'm not sure if that would assist. Um, but are you taking medication? Are you following the traditional system? Yes. Yes. You are. And it still I doesn't am. seem to help. It doesn't seem to be helping. Right. Exactly. Um, as, as far as the being tired, that might, that might be not even related to the issue, or it might be because of the issue. That I'm not certain. But I'm just wondering if any type of herbalist could assist you with something in addition to the traditional route. That might, right. might work. Okay. I will look and see and find somebody locally, or if I don't, I'll give you a call and ask for you to recommend somebody. Oh, no problem at all. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because um, I, I also think uh, that, you know, my spirituality says some of it is coming from a past life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, now I, I know the different modalities, but I haven't figured how to apply them in my own case to, I guess, let it go. Have you, have you had past life regression therapy? Not therapy. Um, Brian Rice was on a Hay House cruise in 2010, mm -hmm. and um, I learned at one point that I was a nun in a prior life, and I learned other things I'm not going to share. <laughs> but um, therapy alone, um, I never gave thought to that. Well, I do know that um, often when an individual does have that type of therapy and they find that in a past life something occurred, in the current life it kind of shakes up everything. Um, because it needs to be discovered in the past life. So if it does happen that way, often in the current life, that issue is no longer there. Hmm, okay. And that I know, Brian Weiss has said, yes. And I, and I, and I, know, I, know, that, I know that Brian Weiss has said that, and I know from, from personal experience from clients that um, sometimes just one time, and if they find out the crux of the issue from the past, it's no longer an issue in the current space. Hmm. I think that's the biggest part, what's going on with me. Mm -hmm. so, you just gave me two ideas, but I need to follow up. Thank yes. you very much. Oh, you're quite welcome. Yes. Um, so you, with clients, um, so your clients have told you that they've gone through the past life regressions? No, they Are actually come here. No, they actually come here for past life regression therapy. Oh, okay. I so actually, you I do, I do that. Oh. I actually do that as well. And I, do, I don't, not all my clients, but some clients have come here for that. Yes. Okay, so you and I can do that on the phone then. It's, it's a possibility. I mean, I personally prefer to do it one on one, and I do go to people. So I do. That's one thing that we do do different here. We do travel. Some people okay. cannot get out. They cannot get out. What for whatever their reason is. At the moment, they cannot get out. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to ask. If you can't get out for whatever it is your issue, we do come to you. That's wonderful. So we're going to have to remember when we close up to let people know that again because yes. that's very important. I have not heard of anybody that does that. No, often people don't. Oh, you're quite welcome. Yes. Um, how far do you travel? Uh, usually within the tri-state area. Uh, I'll, I'll be oh, honest really? with you because there are. I do yes, because I do have some clients still in New York City that I go to. I do have some clients in New Jersey that I go to, um, and some in Connecticut. So I have traveled. Okay, that's good to know. So anybody that's in this area, um, you know, please remember that. And um, if you are actually visiting. Um, in the Hudson Valley, then please look up Marissa and, you know, try to work with her because um, hearing that, Marissa, you have wonderful opportunities to help people and okay. I'm excited to continue my conversation with you going forward. Oh, great. Thank you. Yes, yes. So what has been your greatest reward? My greatest reward? 
I would think would be my my daughter first okay. and my family. I've been exceptionally blessed with wonderful, wonderful parents um, who have given my sister and I everything, um, everything emotionally, um, everything spiritually, uh, everything physically that we could have ever wanted. Uh, I really, truly believe that that's what started everything, that I've been just so blessed because of that. That's wonderful. And I remember in the beginning um, I mentioned that your daughter is 17, right? Yes, yes. Is she still in high school or did she graduate? No, she's in high school. Um, huh? She's actually homeschooled. She, uh, oh, okay. she was, yeah, she was a micro preemie. Oh wow! Yes. So I had her at 25 weeks gestation, and she was one pound six ounces when she was born. So she's quite oh, a miracle. <laughs> yes. She's quite yes. a miracle. She's, uh, yeah, she's, um, she's, she's just everything. She's almost my right hand man. Honestly, she's just wonderful. That is great. Is she going to follow in your footsteps? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. No, okay. no. In fact, um, she's very scientific. <laughs> she's very okay. scientific, and she, yes, she, um, uh, she loves math and science. So uh, she, she deals with computers a lot. I, I suspect that's the area she's going to go into. Okay. So whatever that you're going to need technically done, she'll be able to do it for you. I know. Now she does everything for me already. L lucky, lucky me. Yes. What's her name? Tegan. Oh, that's pretty. I like oh, that. Thank you. Yes, very nice. That, that is beautiful. Um, I'm sure in the beginning it was very tough going through that. Um, and that I'm sure she must have had to be in the hospital for a long time. Yes, I lived uh, in Albany with her for four months. Wow. Yeah, I okay. stayed at, uh, I actually stayed at Ronald McDonald House. It's a wonderful, it's, a, it's yes. an absolutely wonderful situation. Um, they are wonderful to parents that have children that are ill. And I stayed there and I would go to the hospital every day, but the people at the hospital were fabulous. It's a lot of hard work that they do, um, right? And uh, they—they're wonderful. They really are wonderful. And I was there with her for four months, and then we came home, and um, I just had to wait for her to get big. So that's pretty much what happened. Uh huh. Um, I—I I know that I was guided to ask you about her, and mm -hmm. now I see why, because you can share with other people now about having a preemie and, you know, that knowing that there's the support there. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, that that was my lesson in life because when, I, when that happened, I realized I cannot control a thing <laughs> in life, nothing. I have control yeah. of absolutely nothing, um, and that's, that's definitely the lesson that I had to learn. Right. And you have a beautiful daughter because of the whole thing, that you yes. had a great team working with you. I have experience with Ronald McDonald's house because my nephew, when he was 16, he had brain cancer. And we went, uh, he lives, lives in Michigan, and Ronald McDonald's house put up my brother and his, uh, his ex-wife yes. to... Um, be able to be close to his son, and mm -hmm. it was a wonderful experience. Um, I got to visit there and see what it was like and everything, mm -hmm. and my mother was with us. So um, anybody, again, um, if you're going through any type of a situation that you need to be close to your child, mm -hmm. definitely look into the possibilities. Don't think that oh, my God, what am I going to do? You talk to the people in the hospital, mm -hmm. and you find out what support is there for you and how they're going to help you get through it. Yes, I knew absolutely. there was a reason that we had to talk about this. What yes, else can absolutely. you share about it? What else can you share about it? 
Well, um, I think that uh, you have to learn everything you can. I know that that's how I looked at it because uh, my child was coming home with me. So it was important to know how to take care of her, what was going to happen. So that, that much I can tell you. that, and, and absolutely, you ask. You ask. You ask the questions because uh, it's important to get the answers and to get the services. Services are important. Uh, again, it goes back to one of the needs of people. Um, we need to have not only uh, relative resources but community resources. That's important. That's one of the things that people need. And often they don't know that's out there. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, when I, when I was in, I had surgery in 2005, and I wasn't aware until my really major surgery in 2012 that I could have nurses come into my home to help me out. Yes. And people really need to be told that, well, if you don't know, you have to ask, because they're not just going to volunteer and tell you. Right, or oftentimes they're so busy. Right. That they might it might slip their mind. That's why, and there's no shame in asking, um, yep. because of the all communities have services that people have a right to to find out about and to utilize if they need it. Right. Exactly. So we talked about spirituality, and we talked about actual real life situations mm-hmm. that people can. Um, Know that no matter what situation you're in, there is support. You just yes. have to reach out and talk to people. If you don't get your answers right away, then talk to somebody else. There's always help someplace to mm-hmm. to guide you and let you know that you are not alone and you can have your hand held. Thank you, Marissa. That was yes. beautiful sharing. Oh, you're quite welcome. Yes. So what is the most important thing that you would like our listeners to take away today? Uh, the most important thing is that, uh, that each and every one of us is, is important and that each and every one of us has the right to live our life the way we want um, and that you can ask for help so that you're not alone because you really aren't. You may feel alone, but you really aren't. Um, As long as you step out that door, and you should step out that door, you will find someone who's experienced something similar. And that's the the beginning of the healing process. And that is very important for people to know that they're not alone. Because I felt like I was alone, and that's why I got to a crisis. I want Mm -hmm. people to know that you don't have to get to a crisis. Right. Okay, so Marissa, um, please share your offer with our listeners and where they can get more information about you and your projects. Uh, Yes, well, you can check our website, which is the letter U, recreate.com and uh, we have an offer that we can do a free initial consultation um, by phone or by Skype. Uh, You just have to get in touch with us at our website or through our website and and then we can make an arrangement to have an initial, it's like a 15-minute initial consultation. Okay, thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. And you also, um, they need, if they contact you in your email, yes. which is info yes. at urecreate.com, they have to enter a code, correct? Uh, yes, the code. Let me see. The code was... I have it here. CL... CL100. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's great. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. Yes, I really enjoyed, and I'm 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 and I'm happy that the angels guided us to also share about your daughter, so people yes. know that 
you know, not only in healing ourselves, but in anything in life that, you know, we, we want to let you know that there is support. Oh, so absolutely. You can, yes. Uh, anything else you'd like to share? Uh, that's it for now, other than I okay. thank you so much. It was wonderful, wonderful. I always yeah, love listening yeah. to your program. There's always something to learn. It's a wonderful, wonderful program. Thank you so much, and, and you know, continue sharing with people. Um, and, again, um, thank you for sending me my guest um, a couple weeks ago that I interviewed. And yes. I, I welcome you sharing other people because, um, you know, the more people I get to share their stories, the more yes. others learn. And thank you, Marissa. That was great. Oh, thank you again, Catherine. Thank you. Yes. So everyone listening, thank you so much for your time and listening to everything Marissa had to share. As a reminder, you can check out my info on my website at www.catherinemlaub.com. And another reminder that I offer my free report on receiving messages from beyond if you're interested in a psychic reading or coaching with me, you can find my information on my programs and reading page. We can talk on the phone, through Skype, email, or if you're in local to central Suffolk County, New York, in person. If you want to request your free consultation with Marissa, you can send her an email at info at you recreate.com and her website is www.urecreate.com. This is Catherine Lab. Have a wonderfully blessed day. Thank you for listening to our conversation. We hope that you found the discussion to be rewarding and inspirational, and you take action to create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. If you liked this episode of The Celestial Spoon, please listen again next time to learn more about how spirituality has guided others to advance their lives. We wish you the best on your personal journey.